And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Pokemon, gotta catch them Yes, you and me. I know it's my destiny. Pokemon, oh, you're my best friend. In a world we must defend. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. So true. I'll carry my partners through. He needs me and I'll need you. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, June 26th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Happy free agency week, everybody. Yes, indeed, and over yonder, it's the man making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are, the bearded one, Trey Kirby, off today. He's up in Chicago with the fam, looking for the Bear Restaurant. <laughs> trying to get a reservation at that hot new restaurant in Chicago. He'll be back later this week. I also wanted to f- give like a standing ovation to that cold open. It mm. was epic. It was very, very nice. Usually I like to cut him off, but I can't. I couldn't. I, couldn't. I was wondering if you were going to. Nah. I knew when I sent it to you, that's quite long. Yeah. It's one minute, but which is around the limit. So You made the right call. Yeah. It got better and better. As it gets better and better and better. That guy is awesome. I follow him. I, he's great. How long does that take him? To do, oh, God, a like, day, a day, <laughs> a day at least. Not not including the arrangement of everything. That's you what know? I mean. Like, yeah, can't crazy. wrap my head around it. Anyway, well done, sir. <laughs> Great cold open. I, uh, I could have used some more, actually. <laughs> I thought there was more. This is more falsettos at the end. Catch I them all. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Go get your No Dunks merch over at NoDunks.com. T-shirts, hoodies, hats, and yeah, brand new beach step and tank tops available in three colors. You got white. You got pink. You got black. Catch them all! (laughs) Uh, And you have a few days left to take advantage of the Athletics. Sick summer deal. A dollar a month deal for a year. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. We're talking 25 cents a week, people, for unrivaled sports coverage. So uh, I highly encourage you to take advantage of this and be uh, get yourself a subscription to The Athletic. Yeah, don't be our rivals. Get your unrivaled sports coverage. I like that line. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> uh, later on today's pod, we're going to have some fun tasks. We are going to draft five players that we think are the likeliest to earn the face of the league label mm-hmm. four or five years from now. You know where this idea came from? 
theathletic.com, baby. Yeah, a team of NBA writers there coming up with this great, fun article. And I was like, hey, we should do this. We should straight up steal this. Is it considered stealing if they work <laughs> at our company? I don't know. Future face of the league. <laughs> it's uh, something that people are talking about because Steph, getting up in age, LeBron especially, getting sure. very old. We're having these discussions. Some people... At the finals, because Nikola Jokic is becoming more of a face of the league. Right. Can <laughs> Begrud- he be? Begrudgingly, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this will be a fun debate and a fun little draft that we'll do. That's later in the show because I got a bunch of NBA news and rumors for my man Tass, for everybody in the stream team, everybody listening to the podcast later. First one, Timberwolves center Nas Reed has agreed on a new three-year, $42 million contract That includes a player option in that final year. The deal keeps Reed out of free agency and uh, keeps him with the only franchise he's ever played with there in Minnesota. Tass, were you surprised by this, that the Minnesota Hmm. Timberwolves locking up Reed before he can even hit free agency? I was a little bit, but this is how you do a contract year. You come out and, and you ball out. Undrafted. Four seasons Started in a two-way situation, mm-hmm. did a lot of G League work, three years with the Timberwolves, and then boom, got it all together. And I brought it up last week because he was hanging around the draftee workouts. He, he's there with the Timberwolves, and I guess they just decided we've got to pay up. I do think, you know, even if he's not a monstrous name, that he could have earned a little bit more in free agency. Yeah, that's what's the shocking part of this. Yeah, that's, that is the surprising part because... Only 18 minutes per game for this seven-footer who's got some guard skills. You know, he, he, he's putting it on the floor. He's he's expanded his game. In 18 minutes, 11-5, and five, an assist, nearly a block, half a steal, 53.7% from the floor for a guy who shoots threes. It's a very good percentage. It's true. And I think he could have got a little bit more money. When you look at what he did as a starter, I'm sure there's people look around the league saying, yeah, that guy can start for us. Mm-hmm. 11 games. 16 and a half points, seven boards, almost two assists, steal and a half, a block, 50% from the floor in just 26 minutes per game and put up a lot of impressive stat lines in those starts. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised, but good on the Timberwolves for saying hey, maybe we can't go attract free agents right now with our cap situation being what it is, paying Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert max contracts. So we got to pay our own, and they got it done. Yeah, Reed's going to make $13 million. In 23-24, so next season, then $14 million, and then he'll have that $15 million player option in the final year. But that $13 million, that is just slightly more than the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, which comes with a starting salary of $12.4 million. I'm with you, Tass. This is a hell of a deal here for the Wolves. Like, it's not as easy to go, all right, you give this guy 36 minutes per game and you're getting 22 and 12s. You know, no. you'd like to do that when you look at the per 36, but that's not how it works. We know that. But, man, he is proven to be one of the best uh, scoring bigs off the bench in the NBA. I mean, he's done this for a couple seasons now in that very limited role. But you brought it up here. The Wolves now have, obviously, Gobert as their center. Carl Anthony Towns is their power forward, also a sort of a center. Nas Reed, he can play both positions as well, but he's a big. And let's not forget, they did trade into the 33rd pick to get Leonard Miller, who's also, you know, we say the steal of the draft and is a big guy as well, more of a power forward probably than a center. But it's a lot of money is what I'm getting at here. Like, remove Miller, forget that. That's like $90 million we're talking for your big rotation when all three could be centers in this league. For sure. Even though, again, they play alongside each other at times. 
And this is the year they're going to have a bit of an experiment. That $90 million mark is going to go up next year, I think, at the end of this year. So the end of this upcoming season, one of them is going to get moved. And I know that's uh, pretty presumptuous to say, mm-hmm. but I just I find it hard to believe when Anthony Edwards comes up for his max contract deal. When he when it's, when it's time, 12 months from now, when Jaden McDaniels as well who I would guess total ballpark. He still has to grow a little bit, still has to continue to play this way, but I think he can make 25-30. He's that good. That's uh, uh, Next year it's going to be $108 because Carl Anthony Towns' uh, max offer kicks in. Yeah. So $108 million for those three guys. And then you get a max of Anthony Edwards, and you get 30 from approximately, it's a guess, for Jaden McDaniels. That's like 188 mil. Hello. It can't happen. Right. It, it just literally, for an eight seed. Yeah, yeah. It, it literally can't happen. But I do think they pay Anthony Edwards. I do think they pay Jane McDaniel. So I think this one year is sort of a trial run to see what happens. I, I, do, I do think Nas Reed will be there, and, and it's it's different now before the money kicks in for Edwards and McDaniels. Mm-hmm. But I think one of them will be gone in 12 months. And so I think it could be Towns, could be Gobert. It could be Nas Reed, it, it, but... Um, but it's probably his, Towns, it's, it's, if we're being honest. Yeah, he's they should the at least market. be gauging the market on Carl Anthony Towns. Either now, or like you're saying, okay, we head into the new season, we give it a go, we've got our rotation of bigs, and obviously he's still growing, McDaniel's still growing, but they'd be silly not to. I mean, last summer, Towns signs the Supermax extension with the Wolves. It goes all the way through to 2027-28, when we're talking at like $62 million. It gets insane. All of these contracts are going to start getting more and more insane to all of us. That's just the way it goes. But that's a lot of money for a guy that's only made, what, two All-NBA third teams, handful of playoff appearances, some of them, quite frankly, embarrassing. He had one good one, if we're being Mm -hmm. honest. The other two not. And this guy's going to be making, you know, $256 million. Ugh. That's the one that you would look to move because that's also the player at 27 years old, Cat. That you could see a team talking themselves into, like, yeah. oh yeah, he could be, you know, our big of the future to pair with so and so as a second or third best player. Yeah, somebody Possibly. if somebody wants to take that deal that it's runs, it's a lot of money and it runs a long time. So much so that these salary grids I'm looking at don't even include that final year, that 27, 28, as you said. That's it's a long way down the road. Yeah. So, he, so he signed for another five years, but uh, yeah, you're paying three big men in a, you know, it's. It's a wings game, and and it's a game that you know you got to be nimble and you got to be quick, and they're going to try and see how this works, but they've got to pull the plug. At you want to finish the nursery rhyme? Or? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be nimble. You got to be quick. Jack I mean, jumped over the candlestick. Uh, yeah, is that how it goes exactly? I think so. Yeah, Jack be Jack nimble. Be Jack nimble, be quick. Jack be quick. <laughs> uh, other notable center free agents. If you're looking at the market, and I think later this week maybe we'll hit you with like a free agency primer just to go over some of the names, but. It's not all that sexy, which is also a reason why, wow, Nas Reed at just that is a hell of a deal, and maybe he could have gotten more. It's Vucci, baby. Vucevic there. It's Brooke Lopez. It's Pirtle. It's maybe Christian Wood. I mean, I'm starting to already get to names where you're like, oh, you know, Mo Bamba. You know, it's like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Uh, and so what I'm getting at is, like, Nas Reed was, I don't know, he was probably the fourth fifth sixth best center available you know after Porzingis obviously uh opting into the final year of his contract there and going to Boston he's he's on the short list here for centers but now not any longer yeah you mentioned Christian Wood really Nasreed kind of pulled off a Christian Wood undrafted 
again, minimum for the last few years. And now, I, I guess, what did uh, Christian Wood sign for? I guess it was like three for 27 way back uh, with the Rockets for that deal when uh, Raphael Stone said he could be our center of the future. Now he's, you know, bounced around a little bit, uh, moved on to Dallas. But uh, Nazareth is, he's like a bit of their heart and soul in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they just absolutely love him. So I think that was part of also the reason why they brought him back. And, uh, yeah, this 13-14 mil that he's going to make these next couple of years feels like it's totally worth it. He can easily, easily move into the starter's role. And like you said, the per 36 numbers, are they're dumb. Don't look at them. But the better example of what he can do are his starter's numbers, which True. are decent. Uh, very good. Uh, not better than decent in 26 minutes played those numbers at 16 and 7. So you can expect that from him. Yeah, you can see why they want to keep a guy like this around their their team, around the locker room. Uh, you know, it's a feel-good story for the organization, too, the undrafted part of it, the two-way contract. He also, like, lost, like, 30 pounds. Like, he came in, like, he, the reason he was undrafted was, like, people are like, is he in shape? Mm-hmm. Like, can he actually play at this level? And obviously committed himself to that. And, yeah, has guard skills at a, in a big guy's body, can hit a little bit of a three. And, uh, you know, tries his ass off out there. So nice move here from the Wolves. It's just perplexing in the sense of all the bigs on the roster now. Yeah. But I do think they are, they'd be silly not to be making calls about Carl Anthony Towns and what you could get back. To replenish the draft picks, to get a couple other pieces that maybe make more sense around Ant and Gobert, uh, and, and now even Nas Reed as a, and McDaniels as pieces. So we'll see. But I guess don't hold your breath. <laughs> Feels, you know, we're doing it with Damian Lillard. Are we going to just start doing it with Carl Anthony Towns? He'll be the next one. If Damian Lillard is ever moved, it'll just be all on someone like Carl Anthony Towns where we just start doing the same thing again. Yeah. When, when, That's when, fair. when. That's fair. And it, it, it all depends on how good they are. I know you called them uh, an eight seed. I'm sure they look internally and they say, we can be better than what we sure, were last sure. year. But who the heck knows? Nas Reed got better. Over the last few years, uh, from LSU, maybe he was overweight. Maybe Shaq was his role model. Oh, uh, maybe that, that's why he was overweight. Just wanted to get a, a Shaq joke in there, which wasn't all that good. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, let's move. Let's keep talking about the big guys here, because uh, despite persistent rumors regarding his future in Phoenix, the Suns plan to keep center DeAndre Ayton on the roster moving forward. Now, John Gambadoro of Arizona Sports, Sports, excuse me. He was sort of the first one to report this. Then we saw Chris Haynes backing it up. Um, you know, the Suns drafted Aiton with the first overall pick. Everybody knows this in the 2018 NBA draft. He's been the team's starting center since, but his name has been included in a ton of trade rumors, especially this summer here, right after they bring in Beal and everyone's going, nah, they need to trade Aiton to, to get more depth. Well, they say that's not going to happen here. Are you buying it? Mm. Are you buying it? Here's the free agency juice we're getting to. Last week, it sure felt like he was on the block. Then comes a Gambadoro report, uh, and now Haynes backing it up. I think that the market wasn't all that great right, for the first few days. And you can talk yourself into new coach Frank Vogel getting through to him, using him a little bit differently. Chris Paul not being there, maybe maybe a little bit more of a bounce in his step, maybe <laughs> working with the second unit or leading the second unit a little bit more. But I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it for the long term. For, okay. for, now, for now, sure. Uh, there was there were some good names rumored to be out there, but I, I don't even know if they're 
totally true. There was a, a Wendell Carter from the Magic offer who is a very, very solid piece that I think they, the, the Suns would be jumping uh, to, to get. I don't even know if that was true. I guess the, the market, I throw that name out there, but I, I think that was even richer than what people were offering. Right. I don't think there was enough. And they, I, I, it would only make sense to trade for multiple parts, especially with what you saw out of some of their their backup work uh, when, when DeAndre Ayton got into foul trouble against Jokic. Jock Landale played all right. He got into foul trouble himself, but that's Jokic for you. And, and Bismack Biambo. I think it would make so much more sense to trade for a couple parts. And maybe the market's not there, but I don't think they're done. Right. I 100% agree with you. I think that's exactly what's gone on here. Do I think they were trying to trade him? Yes. Do I think they were calling other teams? James Jones, Matt Ishbia, maybe Isaiah Thomas for all we know. Uh, calling these other teams saying, hey, any interested Aiton? And they're like, yeah, we'll give you nothing, basically. Like, oh, he's on a pretty bad contract. Oh, does this guy even try? Does he even like basketball? Mm-hmm. He just wanted to get paid. Uh, mission accomplished. So I just think they were getting brutal, brutal trade packages back for Aiton. And at a certain point, you're like, okay, we can't. We, yes, we maybe want to move off him. Maybe they don't, but I think they do. But we're just not getting anything in return. So let's go with the new coach approach. You know, Frank Vogel, he does have a history of building up. You know, good defensive centers. Can he can he do with Aiton what he did with Hibbert back in the day? Can he sort of untap that? And I'll give Vogel this: he's been talking him up all summer long. You know, he, he takes this job. He's doing the right move here. Of like, Aiton's an important piece. You know, he's got to be here. He's got to be locked in. Like, he's doing that. Um, But I just think the return was nothing. And so they're like, okay, well, I guess we start with him. See if you can at least have him play. Like, Heaton is a funny player. He is good. (laughs) We don't talk about him like he's good. Like, he's 18 and 10 in his sleep. Now, those numbers will be interesting. Will those go down because of more scoring with Beal? Will they go up because he's really their only big guy? I, I don't know. But... The contract part and his sort of just the way he, I don't yeah. know, holds himself, I think, is a scare for a lot of other teams. Sure. Hence why they're like, nah, we don't really want to give you a whole bunch for him. So I think they'll just run it back. Maybe he increases his trade value, and then maybe they still move him at the deadline. Who knows? Yeah. And uh, the scary part for the Suns is you've got this new guy in Beal who's going to hold the ball and touch the ball and will eight and have those touches. And what will his demeanor be after that? That's the... The worrisome part. Yes. I mean, yes, he'll get his numbers. He's a very good player. But I think a bigger worry is uh, because you just need defense and a grinder-type approach from that center spot. The worry is the depth. And the guys who will fill out the roster right now as the five, six, seven, eight guys are probably Josh Okoge, who is their fifth starter, or Torrey Craig, who could be their fifth starter. Damian Lee expected to be back. Cameron Payne. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the rest of your rotation that you don't need all those guys in the playoffs, but you do need them uh, to be decent. And you want, you know, five, six, seven, as we saw with the, the Nuggets who were getting stuff out of your Jeff Greens and, uh, you know, where your Christian Browns and your Bruce Browns, you, you need them to be really good to win. And so... I think that would be a good trade-off for the for the Suns to find a decent package out there of two guys who, right? You know, let's say two start low uh, for for the number one pick in 2018, who's on that deal that you said that they signed 12 months ago, still is able to get 18 and 10. I, I think they're still making calls, and they're they're 
they'd be they'd be so happy to get two good defensive grinder type players. That's why I brought up that Bulls offer that people laughed at, but I still think is a decent one of Alex Caruso and Pat Williams uh, as uh, as a return with Lonzo Ball's contract. You know, it's a little Suns rose colored glasses there, but I buy it. I buy it as, as those type of two guy, two type of guys. But I guess if the Suns were making calls, that those guys weren't even close to being offered. Right. That t- those types of players. Anyways. It feels like Aiton has become like John Collins 2.0 here, right? Where it's like his name is involved in every trade rumor, every time it's possible, or it will be at least moving forward. And it's like uh, he's good, but he's not great. And it's like uh, he has his moments, but then he disappears. And 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 in Aiton's case too, what's what I worry about here is. Yeah, does he just like mentally shut off if mm-hmm. he's not getting the touches? He becomes a scapegoat. This is what's going to happen with Aiton. There are players in this league for whatever reason, they're just like automatic scapegoats for teams when they when they fail, no matter what they are doing. He's sort of like that. He will be like that on Phoenix unfortunately, I think. And that can sour his attitude as well. But maybe Vogel and KD and Booker and Beal can unlock him. Because he is good. It's just like, they're, you're, you're right. You're looking for, we're not looking for 25 points per game. We're good there, man. We need the rebounding. We need, obviously, defense, engagement there, activity. Um, you know, and, and, and not sulking either, like coming with an attitude. Does he have that in him? I mean, this was the worry when he was drafted. I remember people being concerned about. Yeah, it was the, that was wor- the, reason. It was the worry in the playoffs yeah. in 2022 when Monty Williams benched him against the, right. uh, when they were blown out by the Mavs there. They were... They're reeling, and so I, I don't know. Um, you know, five, the, the other thing is it's five full years in Phoenix that he's already gone through, and so going into year six, can you expect a turnaround right. or expect a different type of player who puts up numbers, who did get signed by the Indiana Pacers 12 months ago to that contract offer that the Suns agreed to, which is a big number and may be part of the, the problem here in that three full more years at you know from 32 to 35 mil. But uh, this this roster is not done. I, I just think it's a better alternative than just going to sign minimum guys mm. to fill out your roster. That's that's the only option they have now with these three huge contracts in Durant, Booker, and Beal. If you ha- keep Aiton, that's all you can do to fill out your roster. It's true. Uh, well, let's move on to the Sacramento Kings. Uh, our guy John Hollinger had a great article up uh, over the weekend sort of looking at a bunch of things in free agency and sort of uh, post-NBA draft. And one of those things was, and we talked about it after the draft when we did our winners and losers, but are the Sacramento Kings pursuing Draymond Green in free agency? Hollinger broke it down. The Kings have a glaring need at power forward. The Kings need to improve a defense, which was still one of the worst in the league. The Kings have a Warriors-obsessed owner who was formerly a Golden State minority owner. The Kings' head coach was the Warriors' lead assistant until a year ago. Apparently, Mike Brown is the Draymond Green whisperer. (laughs) And yeah, Draymond Green is a free agent. Does all of this make some sense to you, Tass, that the Kings would be pursuing Draymond Green? And if they are, and if they could get him, do you even like the fit of him in Sacramento? Oh, the fit would be fantastic. I think they would they would figure it out for him to be the the power forward slash the backup center, which they were you know kind of reeling with as well. Yeah, if you just look over at the Warriors situation, yeah, Green could could be that guy. I th- I think they could yeah figure it out. I wonder this Mike Brown whisperer stuff. Like, I I, I looked it up now. How long has Mike Brown been with the Warriors? It's been a while, but mm-hmm. they won their 
first championship when Draymond was amazing uh, without Mike Brown. So maybe he is the Draymond whisperer. I don't know. I, I, I buy the Hollinger part where, yeah, this fits perfectly and Hollinger's smarter than us because we were thinking, oh, that money that they, they got off of by trading Rashawn Holmes on draft day maybe could be filled by Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. But this makes more sense. Just more of a defensive attitude. They didn't have a problem with points. That's what Kuzma would really bring to this team. And, yeah, I, I think this was great, the relationship there with Brown. Um, but at the same time... You're going to be spending a lot of money mm-hmm. if you were to try and get Draymond Green to the Kings. This is the thing here. Opening up all that room, what, gives them like 34 35 $36 million in cap space they could yeah. get to. You'd be looking at a lot of that going to Draymond Green, I think. Yeah. That's a little worrisome. Yeah, but... You think Draymond great. Green automatically makes Sacramento Kings like a championship contender? Well, you you yeah, you'd think that when you spend it. Right. But yeah, you'd think it's it's the intangible stuff, it's the it's the 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 attitude sure, thing. Sure. But maybe they already had that. They are, you know, a tough-minded team. They are uh, a of a team that is pretty damn resilient. But I I think this is all just happening because Draymond Green's being smart. He likes these rumors. <laughs> it's a leverage play, really, right, uh, for right, him right. with the Golden State Warriors. I mean, his head coach and Steve Kerr said, hey, if we don't bring Draymond Green back, we're not a championship team. That helps his, his dollar value go up with the Golden State Warriors. Steve Kerr was just on Draymond Green's podcast just now a couple weeks ago. They're buds. And I, I think new GM Mike Dunleavy is fresh-faced uh, in, the, in the GM chair for the Golden State Warriors was brought in. And he made this move for Chris Paul, but I, I I think it would be wild to not pay what he needed to to bring Draymond Green back. Right. That would just be astonishing to me that he he wouldn't do that to bring this thing back that Stephen Curry has asked for. He has asked for Draymond Green to come back. So, so you think I, he's I, staying? Uh, yeah, you think it's wise of the Kings to maybe make yes. a move for a Draymond Green, but you don't think yeah. it's happening? I like the juice. I like this free agency juice sure. here. It's exciting as we go up to July 1st when when teams can start. But I think it would make sense. You 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 don't buy it as much it seems like. Well, I no, look. I'm a little I would be a little hesitant of Draymond Green and Sabonis as my my two bigs, two guys that are not stretching the floor. That that worries me in today's NBA game a little bit. Defensively, of course he's going to help. My god. Like even if they just made him like average uh, how great would the Kings be? That would be amazing. But sources tell Mark Stein that the popular current projection for Green and the Warriors is a three-year deal uh, and that it would basically be shocking if he doesn't re-sign with the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. So Stein is saying uh, what you're saying here, Tess, that, yeah, Mike Dunleavy, especially after the pool move to get off that money, is going to be signing Draymond Green. It's just what's the number here? It feels like whatever the number is, it's going to suck at the end, sure. But the idea is right now, if you're the Warriors, it's like, hey, we could still maybe win a championship. Whether you agree with that or not, that's for you to decide. Like, could this team with all this, all these, you know, dynasty guys, uh, a little bit older, a, bit, a little bit longer in the tooth, with some of the uh, talent there on the bench, with Chris Paul suddenly in here as a floor general running the second unit, is that a championship team to you? Can they get by the Nuggets, let's say? I don't know, but that's what they would be thinking. He's going to stay. He's going to stay, but... I think it's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be a hell of a contract. Oh, yeah. Because it's like one of these contracts, too. It's like a bit of a thank you contract, right? It's not like, oh, you are a $33 million a year player. I don't think it's going to be that much, but close to that. It's going to be close to that. It might be close to that. Uh, You're not that type of player right now for 82 games. Maybe you are for 16 games in the playoffs. But it is like, 
you've done a lot for us here. Didn't he already receive a thank you contract? I don't know. There's a lot of thank anymore. yous. Is there a, a kid's riddle with a thank you you want to recite? You're the one with kids. Why do I know uh, well, the I nursery rhymes? I, I wasn't even reciting. I, I was just, when I said, <laughs> you accidentally did. Well, I amazing. said, this guy is nimble and quick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, you said it better. You said, this guy's nimble, this guy's quick. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, well, this guy could replace Draymond Green, the guy they just got in the draft, Trace Jackson Davis. That's bold. That guy yeah, was I like mean, the 57th pick. Yeah. Draymond Green's second round pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, true, on the true. horizon anyways. Mm-hmm. He's an old draft pick. He's 23 yeah, years true. of age. Seems like that same type of guy. But I, I, I think that Draymond's going to get paid. All, all these all these smart moves here. You know, he's in, where was he? In France with LeBron. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just talking business. Rich Paul, how are we going to milk this thing? And so, I, I yeah, I, I assume he's coming back. Jordan Poole gone. It's all about numbers here. But I think he would work great with the Kings. Yeah, two non-shooting bigs. The, the Warriors made it happen. The Warriors made it work with Kevon Looney as their center and Draymond Green there. <laughs> Warriors have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Yeah, well, these guys can set some big screens. You know, Fox, Fox Herter, and uh, Keegan Murray, who's a great outside shooter, would figure it out, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sure they're talking. Are any of these free agents going to leave? James Harden has a player option. Is he leaving mm. the Sixers? Kyrie Irving, it really feels like he is not leaving yeah. the Dallas Mavericks. Chris Middleton, you know, he, he opted out. No chance. He's staying in Milwaukee. He's probably staying in Milwaukee. I agree with that. Fred Van Vliet, I think, is the one now on mm. this list that you're like, mm, is he going back? To Toronto on a you know a three-year, thirty million dollar type deal, uh, or not? Is he going into space somewhere on one of these teams that could uh, bring him in? Draymond Green just talked about Jeremy Grant. Feels like he's staying. Brooke Lopez. Hmm. Are the Bucks gonna bring the whole team back like the Warriors are doing? Vucci, baby, Kuzma. Okay, then we get into names where maybe, maybe they're leaving. Yeah, D'Angelo Bunk. Russell. Yeah, I, there's some Harrison Barnes. There will be guys moving. Uh, final piece of news here. Paolo Bancaro, number one pick of the 2022 NBA draft. He is the 11th American pro to commit for Team USA and uh, the FIBA World Cup there in the Philippines. Now, this is interesting uh, because he had said originally that he was going to play for Italy. Oh, yeah, He has right. an Italian passport. And it sounded like it was all but a done deal that he was going to represent them. And he has changed his mind. I don't know if this was Grant Hill and the Dukey connection there or what. But he has decided he's going to play for Team USA. And now we have 11 guys, like I said. Here are the, here's the team. The guards, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Brunson, Austin Reeves. Forwards, Bancaro, Brandon Ingram, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. He's a restricted free agent. Uh, Bobby Portis. And then the centers, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Walker Kessler. Uh, so there you go, Tass. Were you surprised by this at all? You have been uh, researching. You've been wanting to know who is filling out this roster. I, I love this stuff. I don't know why. Yeah, you get I'm into a sickle it. for this stuff. Yeah, especially when it comes to Team USA, obviously, because you get into like, oh, any of the OG guys going to play, guys that have already Because this team is short on national team experience. Nobody's appeared for Team USA in a World Cup or the Olympics. None? None. 11 guys I listed. Now, there is a spot open. So will that be uh, somebody that has... I had forgotten, though, that this is what Adam Silver wanted. Uh, it was in the Athletic article. 
that he suggested, I don't know when it was, it was a while back, but he liked, he liked the idea of at least one of these uh, international phases here, either the World Cup or the Olympics, that he said we should do what sort of soccer does, where one of them we send like a young squad, like a, you know, a 23 and under is what sort of they do in soccer, right? But we do that because we don't want the elite superstars of our game to have to always go like basically every two years mm. to the World Cup and then the Olympics and the World Cup and the Olympics. Mm. So if you did this for the World Cup, send a younger team, you're obviously growing that national team. And then the Olympics is the bigger deal. You send maybe more of the stars, but you're not asking for like uh, such a commitment. I'd forgotten he had said that. And so this is my point is, this is what they're doing here. This is a super, super young team mm-hmm. that I don't know. Like it's an awesome team. It's like got some depth. I'm excited to see it, but is this going to be a favorite in the World Cup? I don't know. I mean, I don't know the rest of the rosters yet. We don't even know if some of the big names are playing, uh, though we know Wembenyama is not playing for France. But anyway. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. In, yeah. in soccer, it's it's the flip where in the right. Olympics, right, right, they keep them young. And the engage- I'm not as engaged mm-hmm. in, in Olympic soccer, but obviously I'm engaged in World Cup soccer because of the names. Yeah. Interesting. I I don't know. I, was it a problem that Silver is sort of pointing to, where there was just a lack of commitments? I I didn't find that really. You know what I mean? Like the, pro- they, the problem they is they can't the win now. <laughs> yeah. So keep the camaraderie, and they're good enough that even if half your team shows up for like the the best of the best show up for one tournament, and then the that half show up for another, he should be expected to win sure. still. But that's changing, obviously. You know, we, we know the superstars, um, the international superstars are MVPs here in, in the NBA, but it still doesn't mean that the rest of their teams are uh, are going to be able to knock off the U.S. I still think they're the favorites. Hmm. I don't even know the rest of the rosters. Well, that's the thing, yeah. That we'll be watching in Japan and Indonesia and the Philippines, right, in, right. Uh, in late August and September. But uh, who's going to get that 12th spot? I know you like to be Detective uh, Skeets. Well, you know, I gave you the roster. What do they need? Does any? Uh, is there any glaring, you know, hole on that team? Is it a? Do you need another big in international play? I don't know. You got Jaron Jackson Jr., Walker Kessler. Obviously, nah. your defense is set. Bancaro could play five at this level. In all honesty, I mean, he's a big, big dude. Um, probably not. I don't know who it'll be. Uh, you tell us. I'm sure there's a name out there that people are like uh, hoping gets on there. I, look, I think they would benefit from having, you know, uh, a KD or a Lillard or uh, someone at that level, but I just don't think they are going to be playing on this squad on this FIBA World Cup and going over there. I think that's more for the Olympics. Uh, yeah. The Ben Carroll part is interesting, though. I, I mm. saw some things like the Italians are not happy. <laughs> you lied to us. Mm. Uh, but he's going with Team USA. Joel Embiid, I saw Windhorst say this. He's still deciding whether he's going to play in the 2024 Olympics for which team. He could play for U.S. and he could play for France. He holds uh, citizenship in both, and he hasn't picked. Isn't that weird? And not Cameroon? I guess not. Maybe yeah. well, maybe they wouldn't even have a team there. I think. Ah. Um, yeah. I guess Windhorst says both the U.S. and uh, France are quietly pitching Embiid on like, yeah, come play for us in 2024. He is not playing in the World Cup uh, Embiid because he's getting married in July. But I slipped it in there. Wembenyama has decided to not play for France this summer in the World Cup. He's going to instead focus on getting ready for the rookie season and uh, and then the and then the Olympics in Paris, which is really right around the corner. 
Are you surprised by that at all? Bummed by it at all? Spurs gotten through to him already. Well, he apparently it was all his decision, him and his team. It wasn't the Spurs saying, no, we don't want you to go do that. That guy's smart. He knows what he wants, and uh, he wants to take a summer. He knows his body, apparently. So... Interesting stuff there. And, uh, yeah, interesting. The Italians are mad at Paolo Boncaro. Trey's not here. So let me say a line that Trey would say. Okay. Trey would say, if you have the option to play for Team America <laughs> or your other team of choice, of nationality, if you're good enough, you play for America. Uh, that's what Trey would say. A real American. As a real American would say. Yeah. And, and I've got American citizenship now, so I'm starting to feel true. as uh, bold and arrogant as our other fellow okay. Americans. Okay. Podcast Olympics coming up 2026. Oh, Hypothetical. All right. I ain't good enough to play for Team America. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to Team Canada? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking true. Okay. I'm you and me, red man. And white. We'll, we'll do run it. it. Why did I say the, the Podcast Olympics were in 2026? I'm not sure, <laughs> but I wanted to give them enough time to get ready yeah, for you it. Yeah, you want to train. You yeah. want to get ready for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, I, mean, I guess we're like, we're the pillars of this uh, Team Canada podcast team. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, who's guarding who? Who are you taking? I guess you're guarding Zach Lowe or something like that. <laughs> well, one of us got to guard Kirby. I got him. <laughs> Windhorse, uh, final note on Wembenyama. He played 62 games this season for the Metropolitans 92 in the French League. They went to the finals. Uh, and then when you include his first season with the Spurs coming up and plans for the Olympics, his team calculated Wemby was looking at playing about 170 games in a 24-month span. Uh-huh. So this is a, a part of the equation here of maybe why we sit out the World Cup. At that, When you put it that way, because you want to play in the Olympics, then sure. Maybe a little too much on that crazy 7'3", 7'4", 7'5", 7'6", body, whatever he is. Um, last note, yeah. you, you said I'd be playing Zach Lowe. Uh, he's actually changed his last name to Zach Dick. <laughs> <laughs> he dressed, he dressed, did you see him dress as uh, as Grady Dick I on, did not e- see this. on NBA today? ESPN. That's why I did not get the reference. Yeah. Wow. You're telling me they dressed up Zach Lowe as Grady Dick and <laughs> I somehow didn't see this? When did this happen? Over the weekend? Friday. Oh, my God. Friday on their draft I, recap show, he came out in the, uh, the, the Grady Dick red like jacket. Red sequin jacket. Yeah, he didn't. He had the shades, but he didn't have a... The uh, the turtleneck. Uh, Did you also see? It's not a turtleneck. It's one of those like fake, faux whatever you call them. A dicky? Yeah, a dicky. No way. Yeah, you're you telling me see. Grady Dick was wearing a dicky <laughs> on draft. Uh, those things are called a dicky. Yeah, That's, I didn't even realize right? Aren't that. they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. If we're yeah. talking about the same thing, so, it's like where the sh- it's just for the top. Like it's just oh, for it's the not, neck. It's not. It wasn't even that big. So he was able to open his blazer and see skin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like right beside it was almost like a. So this a thing v, he was wearing, dick. which we thought was a turtleneck, is just a, a dicky on dick. It's a turtle Rebel. dick. Well, did you see him? Um, that makes uh, sense, though. You wouldn't want sequins under that. It'd thing. be so uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, it still would have been uncomfortable, but he seemed okay with it. Yeah. Uh, no bunts uh, tie in here. Did you see Grady Dick at the uh, Jays game? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. What'd you think? Uh, I, <laughs> How'd that dickhead look to you? I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought it was a little surprising. I think the first Dick jersey we've seen now is a Blue Jays Dick jersey. It's true. They gave him a Dick jersey. Just trying to say that we word haven't as seen many him in a Raptors one. Yeah, wow. that, that was that was kind of surprising way. to me. Yeah. All right. Wasn't surprising that he brought his shades, the same shades. Yeah, he likes those. <laughs> he does at the, at the <laughs> Rogers Center hanging out. But no, I like how the Blue Jays jumped on it for sure. 
uh, Grady likes all the sports. Did you see the clips of him at the OVO Athletic Center, obviously the training facility for the Raptors? He was just throwing around a football all day. Hmm. <laughs> That's all he was doing. <laughs> I, didn't shoot him, I didn't see him shoot a single basketball. He was just throwing around a football. I had no idea. Got to do a re-edit of our uh, recent short on YouTube and all our social medias mm-hmm. of basketball players who play football. I guess he plays football, too. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we are going to draft the next face of the league. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so a couple of things. Uh, One, if you're joining us live on YouTube, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, leave your boys a five-star rating and review wherever you download and listen to No Dunks. The second thing is, were you at a party where you had to take your shoes off? Was mm-hmm. this an indoor situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hence the socks. How do yeah. you feel about that? Yeah, I said uh, I said I went to a party because I was trying to be cool. Okay, I was at a kid's indoor playground <laughs> party. Oh. It was a party. Some party. It was a party. <laughs> Children technically party. a party. I was at this party, and then I saw the same person the next day, and she was asking me about my bomb socks. Yeah. Uh, but actually, the next day, sockless. Uh, we got caught in that uh, crazy windstorm, oh rainstorm out, outdoors. Very tornado-like here for a yeah. second. Yeah, it was nice. It's like ninety degrees, slash, you know, twenty-five Celsius. Everybody's doing their uh, their water slides. These children's, and then got a severe thunderstorm warning. Oh, Let's man. get inside. Came so in quick. Uh, I'm glad I wasn't wearing my Bomba socks. I had some, a lot of dirt and mud in between oh. my toes great host though we just walked in with our dirty feet oh wow that's nice not even wiping them on a towel or yeah, anything yeah there was some wiping oh okay good. there's kids it's gross in there hey, you're <laughs> having a party bad. your house is gonna get dirty yeah which is why I, uh, that was a topic on is this good was it not maybe with uh ariel helwani if i remember correctly, oh yeah he... talking about wearing shoes in the house because he's adamantly against it very against which is it is a very canadian thing you take your shoes off at people's houses when yeah. you go in um, he's next level, though. He's yeah. He's a, he's a an admitted germaphobe. Yeah, I I believe you do take your shoes off uh, at somebody's house. I'm yeah. fine with that. I, I want you to do the same in my house, unless I'm having a party. Okay. If I'm having a party, I think shoes, shoes stay on. Yeah, I agree. I think it's sometimes a part of the outfit for yep. people. Mm-hmm. It's it it is a little. Yeah, awkward in a way. There's like you know 40 pairs of shoes now by the door. Or whatever. It's just just leave them on. It's a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. You want only for a party. I totally agree. <laughs> okay, good. I want a complete fit. <laughs> Although these yeah. socks are so good, I mean maybe that's the fit better than our shoes. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get to this next topic. Uh, I actually put the link in the show notes to this athletic article uh, debating the face of the league. Who's next? Because in this article from our guys at The Athletic, a bunch of them having some fun with this, from 2007 to 2020, every NBA Finals featured LeBron, Steph Curry, or Kobe Bryant. That streak ended in 2021. 
Uh, it didn't, it, you know, happen again this season without one of them being in there. Curry, obviously, in 2022. But it got them thinking, who is going to be the next face of the league? Because you, you, you teased it at the top task. LeBron James, I mean, who knows? He might play till he's 80, but he should be winding down soon here uh, once Bronny Jr. gets here and maybe plays a season or two. And then Steph Curry, you know, getting closer to 40, uh, you know, in five years at least. So once we hit that point, because everybody's going to agree that LeBron and or Curry are the face of the leagues, right? right totally. Now. Yeah, totally. They still are. They have been for a long time. But when those guys are gone, who's next? And before we get into drafting, Tim Cato, they were trying to define what the hell does face of the league mean. I thought he had a good breakdown. He suggested there's three factors. Success, spectacle, and sort of a social omnipresence. The it factor, if you want to call it that. So you got to have you got to win rings. You have to win to be considered the face of the league. You have to frequently create on-court highlights or at least have a very engaging style of play. And you got to be a compelling figure that fans and the media want to discuss. They want to debate. You have to be on those levels. I think that's right. I mean, that's yeah. how I look at the face of the league. Totally. Right? That's why Tim Duncan was never the face of the league. That's right. That's much, right. much success, but he wasn't omnipresent and he wasn't didn't have the sexiest game yeah not the most uh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah, right yeah. so let's do this let's draft five players each that we think could own the face of the league label five years from now ballpark you know four or five years now yeah. basically let's not take curry let's take him out of the equation yeah he could still be playing when he, he's around 40. yeah he's, he'll be 40 and and the prior years build up your case, and so Steph will probably still be it if he's if yes, he's playing. Yes, yes, like LeBron right now, right? Even if he's not winning. But let's take them off the yeah, board. Okay, that makes it a little bit more fun. So we'll go five guys each here. I actually think this is really difficult. It is because we get into the whole thing, and I know we'll debate it. Do you do you do you need to be an American? Can you be an international player and be the face of the league? Um, you know, some guys I think that we'll probably have in the mix right now at least are a lot of like oh off court issues. Let's say. But let's get going here. You go first. Hmm. Who is your first draft pick in the face of the league label five years from now? It's presumptuous, but I'm taking Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, okay. I'm going, going with it. going there right now, eh? Yeah. All right, I'll build our well, teams here. Listen, you can't predict the success of a player, so it's unlikely he's winning ship after ship in five years, but... Who the heck knows number one and number two? It's, just, it's yeah, so difficult to predict. I just know that he is going to have the game that transcends every barrier. The game and the body. He's just so unique, and he's got the perfect game for today's NBA. That's the, the three-point shooting style. And, he, yeah, it, it helps that he's different. His size is different. The highlights will be there. There's no question. He also has the desire to do the media. Yeah, he's he's kicking it right now. You you need to have that. You need to want to be on uh, everywhere. You you just have to have some advert or some you know brand recognition, some some of that stuff, some marketing. And he's got it. He's smooth as butter when he does his his yeah, mic work. He's charismatic. He was there on draft night for hours and hours and hours, and even an hour three, an hour four. Cool as a freaking cucumber. Did you see him asked about whether or not he had? Riz, <laughs> and and he he re- I did see this he, actually. Yeah, he rolled with it. Yeah, no problem. He said, "Oh yeah, Riz. That's the ability to pull females." As he <laughs> said, "Pull females." Not that I use it. Like 
he's already playing hard to get. I mean, he, he's, he's just so good on the mic. He likes it. And and so that's uh, part of it. He has charisma. He works the cameras. And Yeah, that's, that's not going to be the issue for him. I'm with you. Probably not what? the highlights either. It'll be just the success. The, the championships. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I took that out when we get into a bunch of other guys. Like, if you could just say, well, what about Jokic? I mean, he is winning. He's not going to be the face of the league. I just highly doubt it if you don't want to have you know, a brand sponsorship. You don't want to do any sort of marketing. You don't like the interviews. That is a third of the equation. I'm totally with yeah. you. You got to win. You got to have a sexy type of game. And you got to want to have your face out there. It is about the social media impressions. You just have to be out there. And Victor Wembanyama is great or makes has a great case because he's already had a head start. Like they were showing his games on the NBA yeah, app. Yeah, it's LeBron like in that sense. It is sense, LeBron like right, back to his high school days. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, okay. So I think he's got he's got a great case. But it's easy to take some of the other guys. So. Yeah, I think you, you know, is it a reach going number one? Maybe. I would have wanted him on my team, no doubt, but you went and got him just like the Spurs did, so good on you. I'll go Giannis because my, the counter to Giannis being or should being number one in this is like he already is Wembenyama, really. Like he's already won a ring. He's yeah. already won MVP. So why is he not face of the league? Well, he 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 might be. Once. He might be. I mean, he'd only be like... What thirty three? Let's say mm-hmm. in five years. I mean, still young. He'll still be playing hypothetically. Um, he could have a couple more titles. He could have a couple more MVPs. He obviously like checks all the other boxes. He is extremely charismatic in in his his own weird way with his yes, dad jokes absolutely. and obviously has like shoe endorsements and all his other stuff. So I'm going Giannis. Um, there's not much more to say. He's knocking on the door of it already. Yeah, it's sort of like those guys get out of the way, and it could be his. So I, I will go Giannis. Yeah. So we're both taking international guys here. One, two. Yeah, and and I, I don't buy the argument that an international guy can't do it. I don't. I don't buy it. I I think it, if Jokic wanted to be it, it could be him. But he doesn't have the personality. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah. What, what's your well, I mean, hesitation? My, my, I with push Jokic? back on that because I'm trying to think of one. Oh yeah, we haven't had one. I mean, even like we haven't. It's like, was Akeem Olajuwon the face of the league when Jordan was gone? I guess he maybe was yeah. for a very short yeah. window. Jordan was still looming. I know, I know. He was still young that the story was, oh, maybe he's coming back, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, And it was Jordan. But we haven't had one, but we haven't had this amount of international success quite yet. It was tough to not take Giannis. But I think Wembenyama has this incredible head start where he is so eloquent out the gate he's 19 you know Giannis we had no idea what yeah, he was going to be but for he's got the head start years. in the sense of rings and MVPs like, yes. I mean, that, that probably is the more difficult part if we're being honest you're to, right you're to right get. you're right you're right and it took time for LeBron to get there as well so I mean, yeah. during that time it was Kobe as the face of the league uh, but you're right we, we haven't had a, a non-American quite yet so yeah. it's, it's, it's a fair question so who do you go with your next pick I'm going to take Luka Doncic. Yeah. I think he's got enough of the the benchmarks, and people will say, hey, you can't miss the playoffs and, and be a face of the league. Yeah. Uh, but he's only been in the league for five years. He has reached the conference finals. He has showed he can carry a team. So the ring's got to be there. That's that's the yeah, the, <laughs> that's the the toughest part. Mm-hmm. Wanting to be on social media? Yeah, you can do that. Um, having the game. and The wins have to come. And uh, – 
Yeah, so Giannis would have, would have definitely been my sure. 1A pick, but I'll go Luka. Okay, Luka definitely going uh, in the athletics version of this draft pretty early. Uh, it all makes sense, and he needs he needs to sort of do all of these things because he doesn't have any of it yet, right? Obviously the ring, obviously not an MVP. Um, you know, he's you're not worried about, like, the way he plays, the highlights are there enough for you? you know, obviously not That's a high question. flyer, but he's like a game-winner type guy, obviously incredible passer. I think they're there. They're I think, unique enough. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, he, he makes highlights. Mm-hmm. They're outside. Three ball bombs. Is the on-court demeanor with referees a problem? Is, does that hurt his candidacy? Maybe. But, I don't know. I think he's charismatic the, enough. I mean, the issue with him in drafting here, the face of the league, is like, is he too Jokic-like? Does he really care about that at all? Does he want to be that mm-hmm. and all that comes with that? Mm, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That would be my one issue with him, that part. Um, it gets tough right away here. I, I struggle with Tatum. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. On one hand, he's got the American card. This would be our first uh, American player here. Obviously an incredible player. A lot of success short of a ring. He's been knocking on the door, let's say, of an MVP. Why couldn't he get one or two of those? I guess I got to take him. But I'm trying to talk myself out of it because there's just something missing. There's something. It's pro- it's that it factor for me. I don't know why, but I'm not sure he will ever be by himself the lone face of the league. I don't know why. I can't, I, I'm struggling to explain sure. my feelings about it. Yeah, maybe if he grows into... Being a champion, that it factor comes along with it. Sure, sure. It's a little bit more swagger. We saw himself say, humbly speaking, I'm one of the best players in the world Mm -hmm. when he went for his 50-point game there against the the Sixers, right? I I think a a little bit more of that charismatic... Bravado. Yeah. yeah, The Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. Once once he wins, we'll come out. Okay, okay. but, But there's some holes. Yeah, he's... As the article writes, he's 18th in the league in Instagram followers. <laughs> that ain't good enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's – listen, it, it, he's still young enough, but it, it has to happen at some point soonish, I guess. I'm going to loan Tatum, uh, our guy Jerome, help him work on some social media content, get right. his followers up, get the numbers going, really latch on to the American public and the international basketball fans too. But I got to take Tatum. I'm not going to overthink it. All right, you're up. You're up next here. A controversial one, I'm sure. I'm going with John Morant. Okay. No, I think that's fine. Yeah, because pre all of these issues that he's had on the court, or off the court, I should say, on the court he was destined for this journey. If he was able to win, he's got uh, the personality. It's a little like AI who wasn't necessarily Mm, a face of the league, but he he was in the mix. Close, very close. Yeah, yeah, I would would say he was sort of a, a... uh, you know, an alternate face of the league during the like the Shaq Kobe years. Yeah, because there's there's guys like Iverson, Vince, but there's always Sh- Kobe and Shaq that were there, so they were never the yeah. face. Of, yeah, but yeah, and Iverson good. didn't win. Right. So Morant's got to win. He's got to have um, yeah this this redemption arc. I think would Ooh, be would be good. Love a redemption. Yes, and and hopefully he achieves it because he's got the game. I think he's got the personality. You know he's he he likes to be silly, and uh, I, th- I think he's got the the Q rating as it uh, as people say. So I, th- I think That's he he pick. could do it. 
Do I see your John Morant with the Zion? <laughs> oh, yes. I think I have to. Because I don't want to take Zion. Yeah. No, but it's a similar case. That's exactly what I was saying when we were leading into this. Like, oh, there's some names here. It's like, right now? Ooh, you wouldn't. Tomorrow, face the league? No, of course not. But, come on, we're talking four or five years here. John Morant and Zion, I think, still have to be in play. So I'll take Zion Williamson. Like, when he plays, we, we always forget this because it's unfortunately a little too uh, um, infrequent right now. But when he plays, the guy's like 27 and 10, basically. Um, we know he's got the highlights. I'd like to see some more in that regard. Need some. We need him to lose some weight, you know. Need him to just stay healthy. But, yeah, of course, of course, he could be flirting with MVPs and if he's on the right team and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Zion, give me him. All right, two more picks each. I don't think this will ever happen, but I'm taking Jokic. Okay, make the case. <laughs> make I, the case. I downplayed him earlier just oh, so, you, so you wouldn't sandbagging take him. sandbagging son of a bitch. <laughs> Listen, all the guy is missing is wanting to do a little media. That's all he's really missing. A little bit. Okay, so how do you make it happen? The first marketing opportunity has just got to be something he likes. Let's let's start easy. Get him on a damn horse and record him filming for three hours or something. Like there has to be there has to be something where he show he showed his personality plenty of times on the mic. He just doesn't want to do it. They win the championship. You know, he tells Denver. You may you may think that I didn't want to be here, but this is one of the best days of my life, and it's it's in there, it's in there, and maybe Denver's a good spot to get it out of him, where he's not in a huge market, and yeah, it's that's that's all that's missing. I think the this the championships obviously it's important. He's got to keep winning, you know. Listen, he could, and yeah. and that he may be thrust upon us as face of the league if he does continue to win. He's got to win, you know, whatever it's like three out of the four years or something, something, you know, pretty significant here. Right. But you know, he needs a foil though, too. He needs Embiid to meet him in finals because I look at it like this. Jokic could be the Larry Bird and he needs a magic. And Larry had the more like he was an SOB, you know, and I don't think Jokic is like, he doesn't care about it like that in that sense, like where he's going to talk that game, you know, Larry Bird, all the infamous stories of like, I'm going to beat you with my left hand. I'm going to, you know, who's coming in second in this three-point contest? Like they differ there, but it's not like Larry Bird, I feel like was like, uh, put me in front of every mic no. and, you know, let me, uh, you know, sell everything I can, like a different time and all that I get. But Bird had magic and that helped the both of them. And they were both the faces of the league yeah. in sort of saving the league until Jordan comes along. Jokic, I think he would benefit from having that foil. Yeah. So if it was, like, you know, it'd be awesome if it was a, a, an elite big man, if it was like an Embiid and stuff like that. But I'm with you to have Jokic still drafted here because, like, he could just fall into this by default because they become a dynasty. And he wins another MVP or two. And then we're looking at just, like, I, like incredible achievements. Yeah, the argument against him is that Tim Duncan was never yeah. the face of the league. He, he yeah. was dynastic. But, yeah. but on the other hand, Jokic does show more personality. I, I do think his game is a little, a lot fancier than yeah. than Tim Duncan's. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the foil would help. It would definitely, it wouldn't hurt. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Larry Bird's a different time where the league needed saving. The league doesn't need saving now, so it's it's kind of a different time. But it's hard to draft a big man too. Big men just it's not as sexy yeah. to be face of the league. But yeah. you know, the, the unless bro- they're freaks like Wembenyama and Giannis, I guess. Yeah, or even you know, like LeBron, you know, borderline. Um, yeah, you just got to win. 
and uh, be sexy enough. All right, for my next pick here, let me ask you, can a, can a Canadian ever be the face of the league? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> can I take SGA or is that too... Is that a reach? Oh, no. Why that, not? That doesn't matter. Do you think... Do you think like... I think it does matter. Really? Yeah. Which is why I, I've got two Americans on my squad here. Yeah. I think it does. But as a Canadian. as a, I think Canadian's different than a European player. I, I, I do think. Okay, okay. Because I think Americans... I'd say... 40% of Americans don't even know he's Canadian. Like mm. 40% of basketball fans don't that's, even know he's Canadian. I'm guessing. This is a random random guess. Yeah, but okay. He's just that's low. Low? <laughs> I think people assume he's American. Yeah, I do. Th- I, I think so, I mean, too. he's cool as shit. I'll give him that. He he's should not be at walking the top around of the in list. flannel like us other Canadians. You, know? you, you started with Giannis. I mean, he's a Greek guy. Shea... He's probably lived here more, almost half his life anyway, oh, with college and all that. Dare you disrespect the hammer of Hamilton, Ontario? Uh, give I'm me SGA disres- then. Give me SGA because obviously yeah. he's already an All NBA player. That's a good pick. I don't know why he's going to get worse over the next four or five years. He should be in the conversation of MVPs. He scores enough to be in an MVP conversation already. He would need more team success. We think that's right around the corner for this squad. He's cool. There's no doubt he has a cool factor. Uh, he just has that. Uh, so yes, I'll take SGA. I'll play the homer card. I probably could have let him slip to my final pick. I feel like you wouldn't have taken him. But give me Shea Gildas Alexander. Here's a tease. I'm going to be showing off a great custom-made SGA jersey in Summer League. I'm saving it for Summer League. Nice. Yeah. Custom-made as in you made it? Uh-uh. No. No, no, no. no, no. I didn't make it. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was just wondering. It's sick. Yeah, I think I know which one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you're, you're right. I probably wouldn't take him. And he wasn't taken in this article, no, I don't think. No, no. They only went... Well, they had three people drafting just their top three. But you're right. He didn't He didn't get selected. He was overlooked. He was overlooked. Yeah, I don't think it matters that he's Canadian. So I think that's a good pick. He, okay. He does have many of the factors. I know you've written down our teams. Yep, Can I got you him. give me the four that I have? Tess right now, for the next roster. face of the league, Tess right now for the next face of the league has Wembenyama, Luka, John Morant, and Jokic. Just falling into it he doesn't want it but he would just fall into it i've got Giannis, tatum zion and sga i'll go with anthony edwards as my last pick i I should have taken him at fourth nice much charisma high on the riz rating scale uh so yeah just the wins that's that's the biggest part um yeah no more off-court mess-ups because he had uh he did have one last year which i I think could could hurt everybody here, but um, I think he's got it. He's got everything you need, it, and yeah, plenty of the 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 marketability. Loves being on camera. Loves talking. Very quotatious. The winning is uh, is is a difficult part for everybody, but in Minnesota, you know, it's it's not going to be easy. You would be helped out uh, with that pick if he has like an elite, incredible FIBA World Cup. I know some people don't care here stateside, but like. If he it was matters. the leader of that team, you know, like leading them in scoring, game winner, leading them to success there, uh, which he could be. I think there's an opening for him to be one of the best players on that team or sort of like the alpha male on that team. Uh, I like that Anthony Edwards pick. I'm down to a couple names. Devin Booker, mm-hmm. I think, has to be considered here. Like Tatum, though, there's just something that I don't think enough people like about those guys. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. I like him. 
I mean, I like Booker more than Tatum, uh, maybe just because I was like team Booker way back when he played on a shitty team and everybody thought he was overrated and stuff like that. Um, but I got Devin Booker. I got Scoot. Wow. Got Scoot Henderson. And then if you look back at the last couple of drafts we've had, like the players going high, it's like Paolo, maybe. Um, Scotty Barnes, like Cade. Like I feel like no, no, no on those three right now. I think the other two that I brought up, Booker or Scoot, are uh, more likely. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, the hardest part is being an incredible player. So Booker is already yeah. got one of the best guards yeah. in the league. And I think he's he does enough off court. So he is a guy who's overlooked. Maybe he's a little, you know, people would say he's too cool, but he's cool. I'm going Booker. I'll take Booker here. Yeah, I'll complete my team with uh, Devin Booker because you said it there. He's already elite, and like I, I, I keep forgetting in a sense <laughs> that like you got to win rings here. Yeah. you got to probably be winning MVPs or damn near close to be, and you need to be obviously like have that it factor. So yeah, I'll go. De- I'll go Devin Booker. And being a face of the league is just extremely hard and extremely rare. Yeah, I know we we've, we've mentioned ten guys. There can only be one and, and sort of two at the same time. Yes, it, LeBron That's and Curry it. can share it. Yep, those have been the two guys for the last decade plus. Before it was Kobe, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. and then you get into and an era. Jordan. That there wasn't a Shaq zone. I don't really think so. But before Kobe, I, when those they won those three titles, it wasn't it wasn't Kobe's. Was that was Jordan Kobe was still playing when they were winning those titles? Yeah, That's so fair. I mean, he, he was, still he was, held the mantle. He was super old. It know. didn't matter. I mean, it's like LeBron <laughs> it's now, really. I mean, he wasn't having as much success team wise in Washington as LeBron has later on in his career. But yeah, he was the he still was Michael the Jordan. He was able to retire. It's just you lose. You lose the uh, the luster when you start talking about a second retirement and the Wizards days. Yeah, yeah. And that people all want to forget. So was he? I mean, that was a transitional period where Vince could have taken the mantle, uh, but it didn't happen. But your so, point stands Kobe. since basically 1980. Let's say how many guys? Magic, Bird, Jordan, Kobe. You maybe want to throw in an Akeem when Jordan's out. Maybe you throw in a Shaq year or two. Yeah, or and then Iverson as a peripheral guy, but not 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 never, the number never one guy. winning it. No. Hurts. and then yeah, uh, and then um, LeBron and Curry. Yeah, that's it. That's it since the eighties. Yeah. All right, so our teams in trying to draft the next face of the league five years from now, when LeBron's done, when Curry's done, and some of these other guys that you would maybe consider are probably too old, like a Kevin Durant and stuff like that. Task goes Wembenyama with the number one pick. He's got Luca, John Morant, Jokic. And your fifth pick? Anthony Edwards. I went with Giannis, Tatum, Zion Williamson, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Devin Booker. And I left Scoot on the board, or we left Scoot on the board. And Anyone else that we maybe are overlooking? It's funny never bringing up Kevin Durant at all. He'll be too old. Maybe too old. He'll be too old by, by then. No, that, that next superstar to be, maybe perhaps, that gets drafted... But I think there's a, a small chance for a guy like Cade. I mean, no, yeah, no, no, I right think now. Paolo. Paolo, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a possibility. All right, yeah. you tell us. Fun stuff. Again, that link to that article from the guys at The Athletic, it's uh, right there in the show notes. Highly encourage you to go read that. It was a lot of fun and uh, inspired this fun topic here.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet Tweet of the Night. Keep it simple. It's from Victor Wembanyama. At VicW underscore 32. That's the Twitter handle. Couldn't ask for better role models. And it is a pick of Wembanyama along with Sean Elliott, David Robinson, Manu Ginobili, and Tim Duncan. And a lot of people love this photo. Not because it gets you right in the feels. You know, mm-hmm. something great about this, right? Like, what a franchise. Like, guy just gets there. He's got all the hype in the world, and here he is with all these legends of the franchise having a dinner, but him towering over David Robinson especially. It's unreal. Wasn't David Robinson seven foot one? Was, past tense. I think he like, shrunk. I think he shrunk. Or Wembenyama really is seven foot five yeah. or six or seven, whatever, man. This is, it looks crazy. It does look crazy because it's not a, a visual effect here where Wembenyama is in the foreground. He's just he's the four bricks. You can count it because they're against a brick wall. <laughs> like, like, like literally right. four bricks. Well, what? even Tim Duncan's in the foreground a little bit more, and you know it's, he's not he's not towering. Yeah, we got left to right. We got Sean. Wembenyama, Robinson, Manu, and Duncan. How did this happen? They just they got together. It's, yeah, they definitely they just gets... made it happen. It's like yeah. uh, it's amazing. Um, we we cropped it out, but Ginobili was wearing some. Uh, what do you call them? Capri pants. Sure. Like, I what didn't are the, see his what pants. Are the, what are those called? Uh, like the short that? pants, you know. Capris, yeah. Yeah, capris, yeah. yeah. Capris. Remember, they had a moment. Yeah, they did. I felt like, every, like I think I had a pair. Of, I definitely bring them back. Yeah, you, you need some for your Italy trip. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Some capri pants and some loafers. How high does a pant have to be for it to be a capri? Well, that's I, I like uh, the ankle thing is like mid calf. Yeah, yeah, but it's higher. Yeah, yeah it's higher. Because you're right, short pant. That's a look. That's a that's for sure a fashion style. Yeah. But the capri was like it was almost like it was perfectly between a short and a pant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made a great juice box too. 
Uh, saw those saw those while I was partying. Yeah, this oh, you were raging, man, man. raging with the Capri Suns. <laughs> like I, uh, I normally uh, I don't care about what people do post basketball, but still interested in what Tim Duncan's doing. <laughs> you know? He looks like he's just cool as shit. Oh, he's way if cooler. Duncan wasn't like that in the league. He would have been yeah, the face of the league. No exactly. problem. He was all business as face yeah. of the league. But right now, if you're not joining us on YouTube, you've got the looks like braids yep. tied back uh, with some sort of bandana. He looks cool beards. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. You can't tell how Duncan and Howard were the first two NBA players I saw in person, like in wherever we were, Arizona. Yeah. Tim Duncan and Dwight Howard. Yep. Yeah. They were like supermen. They oh, yeah. were like, yeah, yeah. you just don't, until you see you're next to them, you just don't, you don't know. It's it's and so then, true. I mean, Shaq was like that for oh, us yeah. when we were finally around him. I mean, this is post uh, his playing days. Yeah. Do you, but, mean, do you mean physically or just his, his aura? Both. But physically, <laughs> him and Dwight Howard, and Dwight Howard with the shoulders, like oh, peak How- Dwight just, Howard, it was yeah. just like... It looked like superheroes. It was crazy, and and you and they're in a sea of regular people. Yeah. That's the thing. Like they're just like they come up to their regular people come up to their tits. That's it, you know. Yeah. And then they're just. It was amazing, and uh, I can't wait to see Weminyana in person oh. if we ever do. Like, just crazy. Yeah. Speaking of Duncan's tits, you can you can <laughs> see him poking a little bit. He's uh, <laughs> changed a little bit, and because he's, he's relaxed. They're called know. pecs, man. Yeah, they're yeah. not. They're actually, I, I'm I'm exaggerating. They all look good. Man. They all look good. I've said this before, but yeah, when we saw... I always think of Pau Gasol and LaMarcus Aldridge. And maybe it's because I never thought of them as like that big, like mm-hmm. that tall, but yeah, at All-Star Weekend. And them... I, I, I've compared them to like uh, the War of the Worlds robots. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how they were like moving <laughs> through the crowd, these yeah. long, just slow steps and it's like holy crap <laughs> and these guys aren't even the biggest guys yeah there. that's the it's yeah. tough for you to wrap your head around yeah Aldridge. we gotta see Wembenyama up close maybe summer league yeah we'll see him I think that is part of it how they move like because Dirk when you see him he's appropriately tall because he never really he always seemed to like run around like a tall guy you yeah. know what I mean yeah so when I saw him, I was just like, okay, yes, it's Dirk. Well, well, you brought up Dwight. Think about that. The guy you saw, the specimen you saw, mm-hmm. and that guy can jump, you know, has a 40-inch vertical. Yeah. Like, what? Insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, all right, let's call it there. Fun show, guys. little Monday podcast for you if you enjoyed it. If it was a classic, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. We're figuring out the rest of the week, but uh, obviously free agency right around the corner. The rumors will keep flying, so make sure you subscribe either wherever you download and listen to the podcast or here on YouTube so you know when we're going live. There are plans to do our Fast Friends, Fast X, later this week. Have we locked that in, JD? Uh, well, we're going to record it. Okay. We're going to record it, okay. and then we'll drop it. You know, it just you got to subscribe. It'll drop. Yeah. It'll appear in your feed, and you'll be happy. There you go. And there's a new Is This Good up. Yeah. Totally forgot to tell you that off the top of the show, but go check out Is This Good. Noah Garfinkel. Okay. Good podcast, you said, when I got in this morning. Yeah, I wasn't happy with the sound quality, but what are you going to do? I don't know. The humor more than makes up for it, I assume. Absolutely. Okay, go check out Is This Good. Uh, We'll see you when we see you. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you're going to look for Victor Wembanyama's tweet that we mentioned, he isn't verified, so don't be alarmed. That is him. It was him, yeah. Yeah. okay. He's cool. He's not verified. That's cool. (laughs) Although Elon's going to just give it to him anyways. Yeah, probably. probably. Classic. (laughs) Embrace the day, people. 
as you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.